Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 116. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again, and a happy Thanksgiving to you. One thing I am thankful for is this last episode from the Denver Film Festival. That's right, DFF39. This is my fourth episode from this year's Film Fest. It is the last, and we are going out with a bang. My guest this week, Jim O'Hare. You may remember him as Jerry Gergich from Parks and Recreation. He has a film coming out. It already premiered at the Denver Film Festival. They've got one more fest, and then hopefully we get some wider distribution. It's called Middleman. I've seen it. It's funny. It's dark. It's weird. If you're going into it looking for Jerry Gergich, you are in the wrong place. Because this takes that persona, turns it on its head. The movie is pretty dark and pretty entertaining and pretty damn funny. And I spend this week's episode talking with Jim, not only about this film, but he's good enough to indulge me with a lot of talk about Parks and Recreation. Now, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Maybe one of my favorite things of all time. My wife and I will still put on reruns on Esquire Network or on FXX or wherever or Netflix and we'll just sit down and you can pop into them. And the show is so warm and so funny and so clever and has such heart that it's easy to get sucked back into it. And to hear Jim talk about his experience on the show, he said to me both on mic and off, in terms of the main cast, you had eight people just fall in love with each other. And as an example of this, and by the way, this is an object lesson in that the best things on this show happen after I turn the mics off. The most interesting stuff always happens once the mics are off. I don't know why that is, but uh, it's just the nature of things. But we get done with the interview, and Jim pulls out his phone and shows me this text message chain that he has. And on this text message chain are Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman and Aziz Ansari and Rashida Jones and Rob Lowe and Chris Pratt. And all of these people are on there, and there's photos being, like, Pass back and forth. There's a photo of Amy Poehler with one of their old like directors of photography from Parks and Rec. So they just keep in touch with each other because they enjoy each other's company so much. You have no idea how mind blowing that was for me because you see this show and you're like, God, I love these people. I hope they love each other as much as I love them. God damn it, they do. Can you believe it? That's crazy. That was just so rewarding and so delightful to hear. Uh, and for that reason alone, I am grateful to have done this episode. Secondly, this was really fun too. If you go into this episode, much like if you go into Middleman expecting Jerry Gergich, you are sorely mistaken. Jim O'Hare, and he admits this because I, I kind of call him out on it after he busts my balls for the first 25, 30 minutes of this interview. I mean, he, he just, he gives it to me tooth and nail. And, uh, you know, he's busting my chops and talking about how my kids aren't mine and, you know, on and on and on, just breaking my balls. He says to me, I just naturally go blue. And when I talk to colleges or I do speaking appearances, you know, if, if it's PG, then I keep it PG. But my natural personality is to break balls and to just be funny and go blue. And he's like, that's how I work. That's where my brain goes. And so you get a much different side than probably what you're expecting of Jim O'Hare here. And that's really, really fun too. 
Another example. This happened off mic. So we're in the press suite of the Denver Film Festival. We're in this McNichols building. And it's just me and him. Like, everyone else is off doing screenings and whatever. But there's these two, I don't know, probably like 18 or 20-year-old kids setting up one of the promotional displays. I think it's for Honest Tea. So Jim and I are just out there. We're grabbing a tea. We're just kind of bullshitting. He's going to walk back to his hotel. I'm going to go home. And uh, these kids clearly don't recognize him. (laughs) They're like, oh, did you guys just come in from outside? Did you do a screening? And he goes, no, no, he interviewed me. Uh, I have a movie here at the fest. They're like, oh, yeah, what movie is it? He said, Middleman. It, you know, it's this dark comedy. It's premiering tonight, 9.15, blah, blah, blah. He's going on and on about it. And they go, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, these kids still don't know that he's from one of the funniest shows in the history of television. That's, that's so funny. And they ask him, they're like, so what are you guys going to go do next? And Jim turns to me and he goes, well, we're going to that gay bathhouse, right, together? And I said, yep, yep, uh, getting a scrub. And he goes, oh, right, a scrub. And does air quotes. I said, yeah, maybe a scrub and a tug. Because I'm clearly in the zone with Jim O'Hare at this point. And he looks back at them and they're looking at us like, uh-huh. Okay, so that movie was called Middleman? Uh, all right, see you later. And I'm like, <laughs> a guy from one of the best TV shows ever is just dicking with these kids just for fun. And uh, they don't know any different. And they never will. Unless they listen to this show, which I don't count on them to do. Anyway, long story short, this is one of my favorite episodes just because getting to be in the orbit of someone who is a part of one of my favorite objects of pop culture of all time is an enormous thrill. So big thanks to Jim O'Hare for being a part of this episode. See Middleman. Middleman is really funny and really dark and gives you a different shade of Jim O'Hare. Also, big thanks to Neil Trulio. He's the one who set me up with this interview. My time at the Denver Film Festival this year was well spent. It was great. I love the episodes that came out of it. Check out all four episodes on the John of All Trades website, jonofalltrades.us. There will be a tab for Denver Film Festival 39. You'll find all four episodes there. There are six from last year, four this year. So if you're in a real film fest mood, you can check those out at the John of All Trades website. We're also available on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search John of All Trades. Very easy way to stay up to date with all of our episodes. And what else can I tell you? Probably nothing. That's enough preamble. Let's get to Jim O'Hare. One of the funniest interviews I think we've ever done. You'll enjoy this. This one goes all over the place where we're talking about the finale of Seinfeld. We're talking about the movie Major League. He's doing some work with Soderbergh. There's just a ton going on. A lot about Parks and Rec. A lot about the movie making process. Kickstarter. So much here. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Episode 116, Jim O'Hare. And it starts right now. Denver's been so far so good. Um, I had an amazing, amazing burger last night at 5280. And we got the fry fry um, onion ring combo. Yeah. Oh. Holy crap. That sounds all right. That was all right. Speaking of all right, what's the language on this I, we're, we're on the internet here, Jim. So <laughs> anything? Uh, yeah. I just feel free to uh, drop the expletives with impunity. Okay. With so. impunity. So it was a fucking awesome burger. Fat. And... Um, uh, and then it turns out they make their own ice cream. Get out. So as full as we were. I haven't been there yet. Where is it? It's Oh, see, here's the thing. Oh, I, right. I just got here. So <laughs> it's it's near like um, Maggiano's, I saw. Oh, yeah. So in the pavilions. Uh, in yeah. the pavilions. It's definitely in the pavilions. Yeah. Big crowd. A lot of people there. So it's well known. 
Is that where you guys are doing the screening for Middleman? Yeah, both screens are at okay. the pavilions. Okay, no, that's that's a nice venue too, up top there. So. I haven't seen the venue yet. Today oh. we go for a sound check, I believe. Okay. Oh, so you're you're premiering it tonight at the fest? Yes, six, uh, nine fifteen. Fat. All right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. This will be. Uh, this will be long in the past once this airs. Yes, but, so it won't matter. <laughs> so everybody come out and see the uh, film tonight. Ma- oh, get, get in your time machine. Wow, yeah. Yeah, call Doc Brown. <laughs> no, uh, how about stop the internet and play this right now? Yeah, there you go. Stop the effing internet. Yeah. yeah. Stop, the effing internet. The what, F- you- what about stop the fucking internet? Stop the fucking internet exactly. and play it right now. Uh, <laughs> so Jim O'Hare. Uh, I, I just have to get this out of the way first. You appeared in one of my favorite things of all time, Geek Bowl. So Geek I'll, Bowl. I'll bet you get that all the time, don't you? I don't even know what the hell it is. Do you remember Geeks Who Drink? They came to you and had you read a question uh, in one of their rounds for the largest pub quiz event in the country. Oh, my God. I, that... I... That is off my radar like you can't believe. You appeared on camera for it. Wow. Now that you're saying it, yes, I did. Yeah. But I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, uh, and it made it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a question. Uh, wow. In round seven when they and do. you remember the question I asked? <sighs> of course not. I, that yeah. would make me an actual journalist. Yeah, no, I, no, no, no. No, not from what I've met you so far. Don't go down <laughs> that road. No, 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 no. That's tough but fair. Yeah, yeah. So, tough but fair. But, uh, no, I, I just wanted to give a shout to that because I did, not for that Geek Bowl, but I did a whole Geek Month featuring that company. It's it's a company I adore, and it's probably not usually the first question you get. It's never. I've been doing this for, I don't know, 103 years now. I've never gotten that. So there you no go. No one has Journalism. ever mentioned it. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're, you're, you're really on top of your game there, John. I, I, uh, I do my best on here. On top of your game. But uh, Jim O'Hare. Are you sure what the game is yet, though? That's the problem. <laughs> I feel that's where you're going wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's enti- it's entirely possible. Yeah, yeah. So Jim O'Hare from Middleman, which is uh, playing here at the Denver Film Festival, you are the star of that movie, and uh, also Parks and Recreation, which additionally is one of my favorite things ever. Yay! Uh, I I love that show. When uh, when I saw you were on the agenda, Neil emailed me and he he says big Parks and Rec fan question mark and I'm like Jesus yeah and uh, he's like would you like to possibly interview Jim O'Hare and I all I wrote back was it was four words I wrote hell yes and fuck yes <laughs> so, <laughs> hey watch the language John come on okay <laughs> man we're, you got me hopping from one adults. foot to the other here we're Jim. adults here come on you fucking ass <laughs> uh, no that's awesome I I, I, I uh, you know you, you you get on a show I've been on other shows and. You have no idea what a show is going to turn into. Yeah. You have no idea. Everyone begins a show or a film with the best of thoughts and the best of hopes and the best of whatever. Nowadays, if a show gets two years, it's a big deal. Yeah. We got seven seasons, 125 episodes. Yeah, and I've watched every single one of them probably more than once. Uh, let me ask. I don't know if we're jumping. I don't want to screw up your... No, no. Hey. But I don't think you have any questions prepared anyway. <laughs> but um, I'm, so, I'm such a dick to you, and I, have, I don't even know you, and you're awesome. But um, what did you think of the finale? Uh, I I dug the finale because here's my thing, I, and, and I take I didn't write it, so I take no credit. I thought it was amazing, and yeah. finales are tough. I mean, sticking the landing, shit. Oh, and and some of my favorite shows didn't stick, and uh, it kills because you 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 love these shows, and 
like I didn't, you know, for me, Seinfeld, yeah, uh, you know, a, and I love Seinfeld. It was a clip show. Yeah. Yeah. But without the clips. Yeah. Usually. Exactly. And I love that show. So I, mean, I had nothing but the highest of hopes for and, that. And the funny thing about Seinfeld is, as I thought about it, I, I, I'll sometimes think about it. It'll be on like TBS or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's on all the time. And, uh, and you'll see it and I'll go, I'll bet this was really good on the page. Yeah, you know, like maybe. conceptually, yeah. I I'll bet it made sense to them, and I'll bet they go, "Oh, this is really good." We bring back the soup Nazi, we bring back Jackie Childs, we bring yeah. back Babu, uh, you know, all of these great characters that people love and people quote, and they all get like five seconds. Yeah, so it's just thoroughly unsatisfying. But you're right; I never thought about that. On the page, you probably look great. Yeah, uh, I also, and again, everyone's got their opinion. Sopranos. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Some people love it. Some people said it made perfect sense. They're all dead or he's dead or whatever. I go, but you don't know that for sure. But yeah. who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I, you know, um, finale of Breaking Bad. Quite okay. good. Nailed it. Yeah. There's a show that nailed it. Yeah. But in some ways, too much fan service. I don't know. Um, or, I, you know, that there's uh, a theory I heard that maybe uh, Brian Cranston or uh, I'm sorry, Walt, Walter yeah. White actually died in the desert. And the rest of it was his fantasy playing out, where never heard that. You know, he gets he gets money to his son, and you know yeah. his wife and daughter are taken care of, and you know he frees Jesse Pinkman, and you know spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't seen the finale of Breaking Bad <laughs> two years later, but that it's actually Walt in his last moments imagining all this, where he's actually already dead. Interesting. Um, I certainly didn't see it that way, yeah. uh, but that's interesting. Actually, I love that. Even on Middleman. Have you seen Middleman? Oh, yeah. I, I watched, it. watched um, it last night. What I love about it is when we do the Q&A, people come up with different, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and actually it's very, um, if you go through the film, all of their theories are super smart, Yeah, but they can all be negated. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to say what their theories are because it would no, give away no, the film, no, but no. there's some certain obvious things like, could that have been that? And you go, yes, it seems like it, but here's why it can't be that. Yeah. You know, well, could that have been a, you know, this, that, <clears throat> well, no, not really. You know, so, right. but I love that. I, it's fun. I yeah. love when people sit and talk afterward and, Hell yeah. and figure it out. Well, and I like when there's some room for, you know, you guys didn't underline everything in the movie. Yeah. You know, so it, it takes, it takes some guessing. And I'll just, I'll say this about the film. Uh, it was delightfully fucked up. Yeah, like, I love that term, delightfully fucked up. Yeah, yeah, like it was, it was a very dark comedy, but in a very enjoyable way. You yeah. know, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't call it dour or grim. It's thoroughly weird. Yeah, and uh, it's it's pretty dark too. Oh, it gets real dark. Yeah. I, mean, <coughs> I haven't sneezed in six months. <laughs> I think I'm allergic to you, John. Yeah, that'll happen. Wow, it's the shirt. You know, my apologies. It's, it's, to, a, it's a poly cotton blend. So. It, it, that'll do. Oh my god, that's what I'm mostly allergic uh, to. Uh, organic fibers only. Yes. For, oh my god. Gym. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I had no control. No. I'm fighting a cold. I'm actually on the better end of it. Uh, and, as am I. And uh, but sneezing hasn't been part of it until just now. Well, you know what? We're we're both getting close to to getting over our cold. So maybe we make out. We get we make, we make the cold a little longer. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you have enough money. <laughs> 
Um, because there is a price. Hey, you don't know me. Yeah. Actually, I don't. Yeah. So, so, and I will, I do have a number. Yeah. So people are like, oh, I would never, no, I got a number. Yeah. Ever, ever. I got a number. <laughs> and the number is always less than people think it's going to be. Way less. Which, 10 bucks. Yeah. Which 10 bucks is my number. Not bad. I'll make out with anybody for 10 bucks. Pete Holmes has a joke about, uh, about a guy or, uh, you know, it's like, how much would it cost for you to give another man a hand job? And he, he and everyone's like ten million dollars. No way! And he goes, "Are you kidding me? I know the warm, familiar grip of a penis." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, I, fifty bucks and a ride home. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There was a um, one time I was uh, flying back from New York, and uh, if you do, you, you know, the nice one of the nice perks of traveling for work is they put you first class, whatever. Yeah. But whenever I do something for charity, I never force that because. It, it's the charity and blah, blah, blah. So I'm coming back from uh, New York and I'm sitting in my seat against the window and, 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 um, coach and I'm miserable and I'm sure the people next to me are more miserable than me. And, um, cause I don't know if some people are aware of this. I'm about 18 pounds overweight. Yeah. Okay. So it spreads out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so while I'm sitting there, the, a flight attendant comes walking back and he goes, Mr. O'Hare, your upgrade came through. Oh. I said, Oh, okay. Now I know I have not put in for an upgrade. Right. I know that I don't know what's happening, but the man said your upgrade came through. So I am not going to argue this. So the people get out, they let me out. The the flight attendant grabs my bag, and it was one of the new American flights where you had your own pod. It was like a oh, whole yeah, pod yeah. situation. So we're walking. We go through coach. We go through business. I'm thinking, what? Where is he taking me? He takes me to the first to the big pod in first class. Wow! And and the first class in, on a flight like that is I that's like a an upgrade over even business. Oh, it's is, we went like through it's we, we we shit on business. I pissed over them, and we went straight to first. And I said, dude, I did not put him for a night. He goes, I know, but if you'll do some pictures with us during the flight. <laughs> and what I wanted to say, dude, I'd give you a fucking hand job for this seat. Are you kidding? <laughs> pictures are the least of what I'll do. Yeah. So. That's yeah. It's amazing what we'll do. Yeah, yeah. it is amazing. No joke. I, I think that dovetails nicely into uh, into thinking about middleman. Yeah, you know, I mean, I and I, you know, I don't want to step on the plot too much because it, this is one of those movies I went into largely cold. And let and, me ask: Did you see it on a? Uh, how did you watch it? I got a screener. But let's so say you saw it on a television or yes. on your computer monitor. No, so I have uh, I have a Vimeo app on Roku. Yeah, and which is plugged into my TV. So I so saw you it on can TV. see it on a big screen. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. I and yeah, I have a nice TV. So I wasn't. Okay, we got it. John's got money. <laughs> wow! Bring that down, dude. Bring it down. Stop lording your TV over us. Wow! Oh, look who's got a TV. You oh, know? let me guess. It's a flat screen. Yeah. I got oh, a, look at you. I got a flush toilet in my house too. No way. Yeah. Wow, it's so funny because to look at you, you wouldn't think any of that. I know. You really wouldn't. I know. And married? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I tell you. She's hot, too. Gentlemen, never <laughs> give up. Because what I'm looking at, that he found a hot girl, life is crazy. This is radio, not television. So. Exactly. <laughs> She's never met you in person. <laughs> we, and I'll tell you this. I don't mean to brag, but we have had sex at least two times. Oh, no. You know, because we have two children. Well, and I hate to break it to you. The odds are they're not yours. <laughs> so this whole two times, that's bullshit. Yeah, well, it, yeah. It, it did happen at least two times from what I can remember. Yeah. So, wow. Which, wow. you know, was was good. It was sure, nice. sure. Oh, I'm sure she says that, too. <laughs> yeah. It was the best bet. 30 seconds of her life. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> any more than, but to be honest, any more than that is overkill. Yeah. There's sandwiches to be made. There's television to watch. Can I go back to reading my fucking yeah. paper? But I didn't. Okay, good luck. I, I know what you got in that drawer. Go to town. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go make a Sammy. 
So I watched it on the screen that I have in my house, and um, it, it was a movie I went into cold, which was actually really helpful. I, I, I love going into a movie cold. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I don't want to give too much away, but I think it's fair to say that in, in terms of expectations of you, because you're best known as playing Gary Gergich. Lovable, wacky, right. big. Sort of a little bit uh, downtrodden, a little bit put upon. Put upon, sure. And it doesn't take long for this movie to subvert those ex- expectations. <laughs> yes. Which is really nice. Um, and, and was yeah. that something that drew you to this? Well, the timing was perfect. Right. We had finished Parks. This film was written and directed by Ned Crawley, who I've known for... We did improv classes at Second City in 19... We started in 85. In Chicago? In Chicago. Okay. So I've known him forever. He wrote this film for me. He sent this film to me over 10 years ago. Um, and I said, oh my God, it's awesome and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. now what? Nothing. You put it in a drawer and it goes away. Well, then because of Parks and my notoriety, you know, went sure, up, yeah. whatever, he got contacted by some producers who said, if you can get O'Hare attached, we'll <laughs> do this. So he called me and he goes... I think we're making middleman. I go, what? <laughs> First of all, I thought I was too old now because right. uh, we this was 10 years earlier. And he said, no, no, some quick changes. So they did dye my hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I have dark hair in it. Yeah. We switched. at the. I can give this away. It doesn't give anything away. At the beginning, it's my grandmother that's supposed to have died. Now it's my okay. mother. Yep. You know, we just we just bumped up some Yeah, that makes stuff. sense. And uh, to get the opportunity after Parks, and again, I never... There wasn't a single day on Parks that I was not a happy man. I'll bet not. There was never a better situation. There was never a better group of eight people who loved each other. Never any bullshit. Never. And I've been on shows where people don't talk to each other and there's tensions and there's jealousies. 125 episodes. I never heard an actor talk bad about another actor. I never heard a yelling voice from anybody. In, oh, wow. I mean, that's great. I do shows all the time. People are screaming. Um <laughs> Mostly at me. Learn your fucking lines. <laughs> does that start at the top with with Mike Sher? It might starts with Mike Sher and does Amy he Poehler. Set the, does it's he set the, the tone? Yeah. Sets the tone. We had a director one time. I won't say the man's name, and he was he he was one and done okay. because he wasn't what we he didn't do what we did. He wasn't your folks. He wasn't our folks, and yeah. it's a shame because those directors who were did a lot of episodes. Yeah, we knew within day one. He was not us. Okay, and they put him, kind of put him in his place to say, "We're going to write out the week. We're, yeah. we, we're we don't think alike." Um, so, so yeah. So then to get to your question, which uh, you know, I'll try to make interesting. Actually, I need uh, one, I, I need one I, I need one digression here. Yeah, I loved Mike Sure when he was writing Fire Joe Morgan. So and I I knew that even I I loved this guy I'm like who is this guy Kim yeah. tremendous before I even knew who he was yeah. then I found out he was Moe's on the office yes and working yeah. on the office and then Parks and Rec comes along and is like my favorite show of all He's, time and this guy's sensibility between that Brooklyn Nine Nine and the Good Place yeah. Uh, amazing guy. So it's always cool he's a to genius. hear this. I, I really, that word, he's, uh, in his little world, he's a genius. Yeah. I don't know if he, on every topic, he's a genius, but right. he's a writing genius. He, I don't know if you saw it, it came out, um, day before yesterday. He wrote a letter as Leslie Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah. About her reaction to Donald Trump becoming president. Yeah. And it just, it's it's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous and beautiful. And young girls don't give up. It's okay. And, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. He, um, and here's what worked for us. That doesn't happen with a lot of shows. He never left us. A lot of oh, times true, yeah. when a show starts and it gets it does well, you get deals from all over the place. Right. And so the show then will be handed off. 
he never handed us off. Hmm. So people would be like, but how is it getting stronger every season? Because we've <laughs> never lost our main voice. Yeah. Our voice has been there. You know, we had a rough first six episodes. Season one was f- the first six. That was tough. It was tough. And um, what I always tell people is I always tell people start with season two and then because you won't, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be and right. then, But go back to season one because there's some awesome shit in season one. But they hadn't really figured out who Leslie was. People were comparing her to Michael from The Office, and yeah, that was yeah. never the intention. And anyway, so and Chris Pratt's character is much, oh much, gosh. much more villainous in that first season. Absolutely, no, no. It, it's there was a lot of. I mean, it, it became across very misogynistic. I mean, yeah. like you know, uh, Ron has his you know beliefs, and and at the time yeah. they had Mark Brandanowitz who. You know, Paul Schneider played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had already slept with most of the women in the office. And so <laughs> yeah. it was um, a much but, different vibe. Yeah, much different vibe. But shows take time. So, yeah. I mean, even Seinfeld, you watch those first, you're like, ooh, that's rough. Yeah. And then, it's, but the sad part is nowadays shows rarely get the opportunity. If you don't come out of the gate, yeah, super you're screwed. Strong, yeah. You're screwed. So, but yeah, so it was great to be able to have, after that, to be able to do a show like, to do a film like Middleman where. Yeah. I'm all over the board. I'm I'm very Jerryish at the beginning, yeah. and then I make one very very bad mistake. I yeah. pick up a hitchhiker <laughs> that I've been warned I should never do, and I do it, and life changes, uh, and changes pretty dramatically and yeah. pretty quickly too. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that that was something that that I enjoyed uh, personally about this character was. In the in the car, you have these cassette tapes of all these old comedy bits, and I grew up listening to all of those. My dad got me into comedy at a very young age. We were watching W.C. Fields and listening to old Bob and Ray tapes, Marx Brothers, um, Burns and Allen. My my daughter is named Grace. Oh, so, that's I mean, sweet. Yeah, and, and and that's partially because of Gracie Allen. Yeah, and Gracie Allen is is a performer is someone you don't see coming. Yeah, like she she plays such an unbelievable dingbat who is operating on a on a whole other level from everyone else. Yeah, and just an absolute genius. So as your character is uh, is sort of reciting these bits or you know speaking along with them, I'm like, oh man, that like the, yeah, the premise is I'm raised by a mother, right? Who my comedy that I've learned is Abbott and Costello. You know who's on first? Yeah. Uh, Burns and Allen. Your it, money it, or your life. Your money or your exactly. And so I think that's what comedy is. Right. I think that's what is funny. Uh, and then when she dies, I'm going to become a, a stand-up comedian. Unfortunately, that's the material that I think works. <laughs> in, and, in 2016. In 2016. So yeah. you can see which which way that would go. But for though, and you know, and I had to memorize a lot of those routines. I'll bet. For the film, because there's points where I'm literally verbatim doing the routine in the car. And uh, they were awesome. They're quick to memorize because they're just so damn funny. Yeah, and the rhythm of them, it's almost yes, intuitive, right? Yes, Especially Gracie and... Uh, uh, George and Gracie. George and Gracie. So, oh my God. Yeah, no, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. For me, I'm immediately endeared to this guy. Yeah. You know, because we sort of share that. Like, yeah. I mean, my favorite film growing up, I think if you asked me, you know, next to maybe The Karate Kid or something, but was It's a Gift by, by W.C. Fields. Wow. And and so I was a weird little kid like that. Yeah. I, I just I assume that's what everyone did. So seeing this character who assumes this is comedy, this is the alpha and the omega of comedy, and then to sit down at that first comedy club and have T Bird get up there and do his horrible act. Right. But what is comedy in 2016 for some people? In a lot of ways. Yeah. I I thought 
is the film intended as any sort of critique of modern comedy, or is that something that the audience is free to read into it? You can read into it. And again, I shouldn't speak for Ned who wrote it, but he wrote it 10 years ago. So it wasn't the comedy that we have today. You know, 10 years ago would have been more, who were the biggies? Well, Seinfeld still would have been huge then. Dane Cook, though. I mean, Dane Cook was much bigger 10 years ago, if you think about that. Yeah, which I've never understood, but okay. Um, (laughs) No, you're right. I mean, now we have Aziz Ansari. His style is so different. Much different. Uh, I've been to his concerts, and I've said it right to his face, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) But I'll tell you, these kids around me are losing their shit. Yeah. So... He, you know what I mean? Because he's that generation. It's a different yeah. generation than mine. And, you know, he'll, it's, you know, ah, it Randy and Jay-Z. And that. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? But they love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. I, his bit about doing, uh, about texting a dick pic to a woman just to see what her reaction is. Yeah. And, it, and it's the way he delivers it. The way. Well, that's what it's all about. Performance. I mean, yeah. he's like, so I, I, yeah. I find a white dick and I send it to her and I just go, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, that's such a perfect caricature of people my generation and younger. I'm starting to edge out of the demographic a little bit. Yeah. You know? What like, do you know? 62? Uh 61? Uh I was hoping you'd say 52. No, <laughs> so, no, 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 no. no. So, I can I can see past. So I could say 53. You know, like the gag in the film. Wow. I, oh, we could have done see the what card I did gag. There? You're right. So Wow. I guess I should know my own film a little better. Maybe a little bit? Yeah. Uh but wow. uh we can go back and re-record that if you want. I I can edit that out. That'll be your call. <laughs> But uh, no, so I uh, I turned thirty five this year, and so you know it's the eighteen to thirty four demo. I'm, oh, you've yeah. jumped a demo. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a demo next year because fifty four is thirteen. <laughs> well, I've been with. Uh, I'm gonna be fifty five. Okay, fifty four is a cutoff for a lot of different things. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I changed demos too. Yeah, but true. the difference with like you're thirty five and look like hell. I'm gonna be fifty five, and let's face it. I got it going on. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're you're rocking it. Yeah, you're pure sex. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question, and you, be honest, you don't have to. Be have you been erect since we've been talking? Oh yeah, yeah, that's I, what happens. I was at half mast before you got here. That's what happens. And, I mean, it's not noticeable because you know you're probably Irish, but um, uh, Swedish, same thing. Uh, same thing. So yeah, not that I, nobody would ever know, but still, I figured that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I mean, it's natural. Yeah, this is a gift I give. <laughs> Oh, this is what you give to I'm the vomiting world. at my own self. Uh, this is good shit, Jim. I, I, uh, I got <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, and you've you've made me lose my train of thought too, which is which is a thing of beauty. As you've started to play this this film, uh, you guys, ha- this isn't your first festival, obviously. No. How many have you done? Wow, uh, our first one, which you know, there's a lot to learn when it comes to these festivals. I never knew it. I thought you just went in and did them. No, there's this thing about where you premiere and where are you this and is it international and is it considered local. So we had to turn a lot of them down at first, which had me very okay. nervous. I I'm didn't sure. understand why we were turning them down. Right. But we have a publicist, and apparently there's a plan. So she said, if you get into one of these ten, that's where you'll premiere. So we got into Seattle, uh, and my favorite story about that is. We, I was at the same time shooting a film in Chicago, so the festival was uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I flew into I flew in from Chicago to Seattle Sunday, Friday morning. Did the 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 movie was great. They did my schedule, but we were shooting at Wrigley Field on Saturday. Oh wow! So they can't rearrange that. That's been scheduled for months, you know. Right. So I fly into Seattle Friday, do press all day. The screening starts, we do a little talk with the audience, and then halfway through the screening, I have to leave, grab a flight, <laughs> do overnight flight to Chicago, 
work all day Saturday, wrapped like 11 o'clock Saturday, got on a flight Sunday morning to go back to Seattle, and I land in Seattle, and I have a text from the director, and he goes, we won. And I go, I text him, won what? Like, <laughs> I forgot that they were even competitions. We, we won nev- art. We never discussed. There was right. never, ever a discussion about a prize or Nothing. We were just happy they accepted us. Yeah. So I go, one, one. And he said, I'm not sure, but people seem happy for us. So <laughs> He didn't even know. He, he wasn't even sure. So <laughs> I, I, by the time I get to the hotel, he's standing there. I go, what did we win? And he goes, the whole thing. The whole thing. I go, what? He goes, we won the grand jury prize for whatever the category is. Holy you know, shit. A, a big film. We won the big prize at the Seattle Film Festival. Never was there talk of that. Never yeah. was there anything. So since then. We won a bunch of stuff in Edmonton, um, in Canada. I couldn't go. I was shooting. He went. We won best drama and best comedy. <laughs> two separate, two separate categories. Yeah, we I, won both. It seems impossible to it be entered into both, but impossible, but yeah. we won both. Wow. So, um, and then, uh, Austin, we won. did we win? In, we, it's been very good. You Are know you, what I mean? It, the response has been awesome. Yeah. Are you guys winning shit at Denver? I don't, we, we weren't in the category to compete. I don't, okay. and see, even that I don't understand. We're, the only thing we can compete for here is audience. Okay. Uh, an audience, uh, part, something or other. Favorite or something, which I don't know why, but mm. there's rules. There's, I don't know. I, every one of them is a little different. It's, they're all different. It's like the, all, all the governing bodies of boxing, presumably. Exactly. Right. And so I don't know what, I have no, but I, cause I said to Ned last night, cause we have a, a an awards luncheon tomorrow, and I said, you know, we're going to go to lunch. And he said, yeah. He goes, but you know, we can't win. Yeah. I go, why? We're good. He goes, no, we literally, we cannot, we weren't, win. we cannot when we were not up for any of these awards. <laughs> I go, oh, so just a free lunch? Huh. He goes, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? You guys should check out the craft breweries in Denver instead. Instead, maybe. I'll, co- I'll come with you. Maybe. Um, because I've been to them all. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can look at your nose and know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, WC Fields, I told yeah. you. You know what? And this is probably, you can edit this out. Um, your sponsor called this morning. Yeah. They saw me and said they heard I was going to be doing this. And I guess I was supposed to frisk you before we started. But uh, have you been drinking today? Uh, no, actually. Really? No. Huh. It's the lying is the first part. Uh, a, you know, a little yeah. bump of cocaine when I woke up. Well, that's, that's different. Not different. I'm not talking about that. No, yeah. no, no, no. We I all mean, get, we all got to wake up. Yeah. That's how it is. I'm like a professional yeah. wrestler from the 80s. Yeah. You know, on the road. Yeah. Catching eight, nine airplanes a week. Oh, yeah. Me and Jake the Snake. Yeah. I did a little uh, speedball this morning, but uh, we all got to think, uh, last night when I left, it was awesome. I found like eight dirty needles. Oh, nice. Just laying on the ground. How awesome is that? <laughs> so yeah, that, that sounds like, were you on Colfax? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. That, uh, that'll happen. Go to Tom's Diner. Sometimes you'll find them tucked into the into the booth. Oh, I love because I love a free needle. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice. This is kind of funny when uh, when we hired. I'll be the judge. Okay, <laughs> that's tough but fair. Yeah. Once again, my uh, my when my wife and I are hiring new babysitters, we have a cat that has diabetes, mm. and so twice a day we got to give him shots. So we didn't know how to dispose of the needles for a long time. So you'd open up one of our cabinets, huge bags of needles. <laughs> just, <laughs> Uh, just needles everywhere. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so <clears throat> before you ask, here's the deal. This is the cat's prescription. This is the jar of insulin. These are the needles that we buy for him. We're not like these weird junky people. Right. Yeah. We're not is... high functioning, <laughs> uh, <laughs> addicts here, but, uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling children's services. Yeah. And they come over and just see this. The kids are immediately <laughs> swept from the home. Yeah. They're wow. like, Oh, really? What these yeah. bags of needles? Wait, I have to ask, does your cat, cause now it's twice a day, the cat knows what's coming. Yeah. Does the cat come to you to let it happen? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, which really? Is, yeah, because the first few times you do it, there's two problems. One, you're very nervous about it. Yeah. Because, you know, I've never given, I've never injected anything into myself or anyone right. else. Right. Right? With a needle. And the second thing is, you know, you're, you're grabbing the cat by the scruff, the back of the neck. Right. And so you get some skin. And then, you know, the cat goes, what are you doing to me? Because right. the cat doesn't like to be grabbed like that. Right. But eventually, over time, they realize that they start feeling better. See, and so they go, oh, well, this is the thing that helps Makes me, me feel, feel better. Do you think they feel the pinch of the needle, or are they really tiny little needles? If they're they're pretty small and they're very they're very like narrow gauge. Yeah. But uh, in, in general, if you're doing it right, they don't feel it. Good. You know, sometimes you mess up and you poke them in the muscle. Yeah. And that hurts. And and they they give you. I mean, they let you know. Yeah. But once you do it quite a few times, you get pretty good at it. Wow. It's a weird thing, that what you do for your pets. Oh, of course. And here's the nice thing, though. At night, um, because they need food, so like we do it in the morning, he goes and gets his breakfast, then we poke the cat with the with the needle, and so you know he can process the insulin properly. At night, you know we haven't fed him yet, so we poke him, and then we give him these treats. Well, we have two cats. The other cat is not diabetic, but if we're given one cat, you treats, got it, we of got course. Yeah. So, so the cat that is not diabetic actually starts meowing at a certain time each night. It's treat <laughs> like, time, let's asshole. Let's get this going. Come yeah. on. Where, where are the treats here, monkey? That's awesome. And uh, so then that reminds us to give the other cat his insulin. So, it, wow. it's, you know, it's a team effort around the it house. It is a team effort. Well, wow. uh, when you mentioned injection, because I'm a child in my head and I'll never grow up. Of course, my answer should have been, you know, I've only given one injection. A hot beef <laughs> injection. Hello. Uh, hi yo. <laughs> I really, I'm ten, I'm 10 years old. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, we were just talking about old time comedy. So, yeah. You know, that's where I'm, that's where I lay. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's where your head's at. Absolutely. So, absolutely. One thing I got to ask you is, uh, you're not about a- eight and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm sorry. I jumped to what you were going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> But I just assumed it was that. But you're Irish. Yeah, I, I broke the mold. Yeah. Okay. I actually had, uh, it was tough because it hurt like hell. I had penis reduction surgery. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but. Well, uh, you know Jerry Gergich. Well, that this, man has the largest the, penis the, I've the, ever seen. This man is, ever, man is a doctor. He's seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nice, though. With the leftover so skin, they do burn victims because you rub it and it expands. It's nice. And then they cover the tarp at Coors Field. It's, you know, I, I, I try to be helpful. Or cover the infield. I fucked exactly. up the joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do that again, <laughs> shall we, John? Yeah. No, let's. Uh, we're all set. <laughs> oh, dear God, let's not do we'll it We'll move again. right out. Yeah. You know, considering you're, you're best known for being Jerry Gergich, and, you know, the fact that you're clearly not afraid to mix it up with me and that, you know, you give shit, you ball bust. All yeah, that. love to ball bust. Are, are people uh, ever disoriented by that or put off by that? I, yeah, but it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, I did a uh, I was at Florida State uh, University, Tallahassee, uh, maybe a month ago, something like that. And um, it was just after I had wrapped my Steven Soderbergh film. I'm sorry. Let me pick that up. Oh, my. Yeah, that's his name. I'll pick it up. Uh, anyway, so I, I went and did a college thing. There was like 350 kids there. And they do expect Jerry. Yeah. That's who they expect. And I came out, you know, <laughs> balls blazing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, cause I naturally go blue. Okay. It's nice. just my nature. I, I don't mind blue. I think blue is funny. Uh, not for every crowd. Well, no, you know, of you gotta not. know your audience. Uh, that's why I said you at first. Is this a, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. a, cause if you had said, no, no, this is PG. It would have been PG, yeah. you know, but I tend to go blue and it always surprises people. Does, does that ever wear you out? Like the, the expectations of, of Jerry? 
No, uh, no, it doesn't wear me out because if I'm just being myself, there's nothing to be worn out by. Oh, you know, shit, that's a good point. It's, yeah. it's. I'm just saying the stupid shit that comes to my mind. You know, right? And uh, it's more exhausting having to put on a persona. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So I, uh, no, I love it, and and I love when people are like, oh my god, I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell a story about whatever you know, yeah, some yeah. family thing or it's a little lowbrow, and oh my god, I couldn't believe when you said you know. Vagina, yeah. or like, yeah, 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 yeah. And Jerry has three daughters. He knows what a vagina is too. <laughs> it's yes, okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So, but yeah. no, I, I think it's fun. Uh, well, it reminds me of something Pat Oswald said when he was love Pat Oswald. Uh, he's oh, he's one of my heroes. Love him. Um, just love him. just an absolute inspiration. My favorite, st- not favorite, but it just brings him back because of what ha- he's just been through. But which broke my heart. Oh, I, I, I can't. I can't even fathom it. I just sent him a note and I said, I can't even pretend to know what to say, sending great thoughts and whatever. But we were on a plane once. We had never met. He was sitting in front of me. I didn't know it. Uh, he got up to go to the bathroom and recognized me. And he goes, I'm sorry, but if I don't get a picture, my wife is going to kill me. So that's how we became friends. Oh, that's cool. And then she. Did you know, he know you from Parks? He then? knew me. For, he was an obsessed Parks watcher. Oh, that's awesome. And, and he was he great was on, the on show. Parks, and he did a whole filibuster thing, and he I, did a that Star was Wars so fucking funny. Which, if you, people, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and type in Pat Oswalt Parks and Rec Star Wars. Yeah, it went on for ten minutes, like off the top of his head. Off too, right? the top, there was nothing written. It was off the top of his head, and everything he says makes sense. So it wasn't just blather, like just to be talking. It was his thought process. Of how it all could be. <laughs> and he's a genius. So, yeah. Uh, so, when she passed away, um, wow. You know what? I know he's back out there now and he, he's doing, you know, he's brilliant. He's politically, you he's know, he's working it out. He's working it. And I'm on the same page with him on a lot of things. But he said, and I, I totally agree, he goes, I'll never be whole again. No. Doesn't mean you won't go through your life and marry again and, and maybe have other children. It's nothing. Who knows? Against, but he'll never be the whole that he was. And I totally get that. I, I do too. And uh, going back to that Parks episode real quick, I was I think I was hungover when I watched that one the first time. And when he runs by and he says, look at my hoop, Leslie, look at my hoop, <laughs> I think I laughed for three days straight. Yeah. He was, when he was, I had nothing to do with him on that episode. So I came in oh, just to hang. Too. Oh, that's Because nice. I needed to see Patton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's one of the... Um, you know, when there's a guy, let's face it, he's not your macho, good-looking, um, you know, he's the yeah. the nerd, he's this, and what a career. <laughs> he went from, you know, King of Queens, yeah. and then he did that movie, which I always forget the name, with Charlene's uh, uh, Theron. Oh, yeah, uh, Young uh, Adult. Young Adult, where he got to, because, you know, the tough part is, and it's the nature of the business, you get labeled. Yeah. You know, I'm the big, wacky, funny, yeah. sweet, can be put upon now guy because of Jerry, blah, blah, blah. Well, you want to say, hey, I'm an actor. I can do other things. I can do other things. So it was great for Patton to get to see. Yeah. It's like, see? Yes, comedy's great. I'll do comedy all my life. I love it. It's paid a lot of bills for me. But hey, look at Middleman. Yeah. I can also lose my shit. Yeah. And I think be convincing. And be very menacing when you're talking about, you know, uh, Feel my thumbs press into your eye socket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kind of thing. I and again, I don't want to give too much away. No, no, no. But 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 that you know, you're going okay. There's some actual menace behind that, which is a a fun take. Love it. In in my understanding, Josh McDermott, uh, who plays Eugene on Walking Dead, right? It was he and I, 
and we were here's just a story for Wait, those. Was he T Bird? He was T Bird. Okay, yeah. So and then another guy from Parks was Hitch, um, Andrew yeah. J West, who played Gareth on Parks. I mean on um, Walking Dead. Yeah. So, but two great stories of that. One, to this day, Josh and I still every time we're anywhere, we tell one of the greatest feelings in the world for an actor is when you connect with the other actor. Yeah. Whether it's in anger or love or sex or what, like when you're really feeling. When you're dialed in. We were so fucking dialed in. Like he wanted to kill me. I wanted to kill. I mean, it was awesome. But and for the people, when you hear this, the movie hopefully will already be out into distribution because those things are happening now. There's yeah. a scene where we have a confrontation. We'll come back to that. I want to oh, okay. know more about that. But we have a scene where there's a confrontation. We were fighting the sun. It was we were in the desert. Yeah. And the and the producers, you know, their job and God bless them is to say, uh, no, 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 no. There's no time. Uh, this scene we can afford to lose. Ned Crowley, the director. No, this is a must scene. Josh and I and the two other actors and Dudek and the guy who plays. Uh, um, uh, oh God, I love him. Uh, oh gosh, I'm so sorry because I'm forgetting his name and he's so amazing. The guy who plays the Elvis impersonator? Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, uh, Kelly Mantel. Yeah, yeah. So in, the four of us got together, and we said, we can do this. Now, there's a guitar involved. Yeah. There was no rehearsal. When you watch this film and you see this scene, just say to yourselves, they did it in two takes. Oh, shit. Really? We did it in two takes. Kelly was on the guitar, and he just felt the rhythm. It's one of those, and to this day, it is my favorite. I have two favorite scenes in this film. That is one of them. Yeah. And there's a scene a with me and the girl in the car after that scene where we're kind of <laughs> talking about Vegas and we play a game of blackjack. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's a very sweet, loving – I love that scene. It's gone from me threatening to yeah, you know, yeah. to love, yeah. you know, to falling in love. And and very, there's a, there's like an innocence to that blackjack scene. Total innocence. Just gen, just very gentle, very innocent, yeah. very just just sweet to the core. Absolutely. And so I mean, one thing, and and I would say it doesn't happen unnaturally, but you got to be ready for some swings in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, my favorite thing is to watch the audience. Yeah. Now I've seen it a hundred times. I don't need to see me anymore. I don't need to see. I know what's happening. Yeah. I love knowing what's coming up and watching the audience reaction. It's I'll bet. Awesome. Because there's two points in particular where it's, <gasps> this shit just got real. Mm-hmm. They went from being uncomfortable to, holy shit, they went there. Yeah. And at the end, which obviously we can't give that away, but that's... The, the end is quite the gut punch. Quite the gut punch. Um, and I can tell you this, for those who see it, there were two endings shot because the director got scared. Uh-huh. But we know why he got scared. His daughters were on set. And he was feeling very protective and, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the ending is exactly what it should be, Yeah, as it turns out. No, I agree. He never even edited what he – the alt. We never even – Oh, that's We good. shot it. He never even – once he put everything in perspective, yeah. he never even edited it. Well, so. I mean, for him, that's almost like a, re- a release valve to where he can go, okay, I have this in my hip pocket. Yeah. If I think it's too far, it's there. I have this. But, yes. you know, when you put it together, you're like, okay, I don't fucking need this. You'd, no. It's it like an umbrella. I right? would have been – I think a fan of the film would have been no that yeah. you cheaped out you 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 didn't man up. You no. know what it reminds me of? Uh, did you ever hear the original ending of Major League? No. Um, the it, Charlie Sheen film? Yeah, yeah. It, the Cleveland Indians film. Yeah. Rachel Phelps at the end of it, the owner, the evil owner who who was trying to tank the team and move yeah. him to Florida. 
comes back at the end and says, this was all a ruse to get you guys to play better. Uh, and the audience shit all of over it. Course. And said, no. No. Fuck that and fuck her. Exactly. And fuck you for. For making, yeah, for playing us. Yeah. yeah. For, this is horse shit. Like, we don't buy that for a second. And so they ended up having to redo it because it tested wow. so poorly. I never heard that. that. Yeah, that's, that's a good story. Oh, that's cool. But, uh, so, I mean, similar kind of deal. Um, and I want to go back to something that uh, that we were leading towards when we talked about Patton Oswalt. When he was on King of Queens and then he'd go do stand-up, he yeah. drew a very particular kind of crowd, you know, expecting this really nice guy on this gentle sort of CBS sitcom. And he's like, look, you're not getting Spence from the King of Queens yeah. here. Okay? This is my comedy and it's a lot different. So, you know, you're not getting Jerry Gergich yeah. necessarily. You're when, not. Um, you're, you're getting Jim And O'Hare. I love Jerry. He's the sweetest who man alive. Who doesn't love Jerry? He's a guy who could be at work, be set on fire accidentally, be sprayed down with a, a fire hose and go, well, got to go. <laughs> got to go home. Wife's making dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's. I'll wake up the next morning, have uh, eggs, bacon, and toast. Eggs, bacon, and toast, and I'll come. It'll all be good. Yeah. So you can't. There's nothing not to love about him. Yeah. But th- certainly that isn't Jim O'Hare. No. You know? And what I love about Patton. He's so smart. He's so educated on so many topics that he can be politically brilliant. He can be stupid brilliant about TV, about, you know, I mean. 100%. He is, wow. He's the real deal. Well, you brought up the movie Young Adult. And what I think is almost a better comparison is his movie Big Fan, which. I never saw it. Oh. You, I know, I know. I can, I can go home and maybe you can lend, uh, I'll lend you my copy. No, I don't ever want to see you again, John. This will be it. That, no, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You know, I was just being polite. Honestly, I can't wait for you to get the fuck out of here. I hope so, because, yeah, we'll... And actually, I have, I have security heading over as we speak. That's that's yeah. good. We'll wrap it up in a hurry, then. Yeah. But uh, that movie, Big Fan, is very dark as well. Yeah. Um, and Patton gets to play a different side. And, you know, it, it brings me to... A lot of times when you see sort of an indie comedy, it's either too dark or there's not enough jokes or, you know, there's any number of sort of... Uh, places where an indie comedy can fall down this one immediately the banter you have with the waitress at the beginning of the movie i thought okay great this is this is gonna have some vulgarity this is gonna have some actual fucking jokes to it yeah and i would and and it's it's gonna have an edge to it and but not not and not being edgy for edgy's sake which I thought was really nice. Yeah, you know, finding that balance I think is tough. And and that I, Ned Crowley gets one hundred percent because we've been asked at the Q and As. Um, so how much you know? Because on Parks, and I've told this a million times. Yeah. Um, we had mostly improvisers on Parks. People who were all trained as improvisers. So on Parks, at the end of every scene, I would say over one hundred and twenty-five episodes, maybe. 10 times, 20 times of the whole, of all that, of all those different scenes, we didn't do this, but we would do a fun run. <laughs> so the minute the scene is over and everyone's happy, writer, director, blah, blah, we do a fun run. Yeah. And we got to play <laughs> and create and whatever. But the scripts were so tight, 90% of the time it never made it in. But sometimes yeah. some amazing shit would get in. <laughs> Pratt did a bit once where he, Leslie had the flu and he said, Oh, I looked it up. You have connectivity. You have network connectivity network problems. Connectivity problems. Well, Mike Sure will tell you that's the smartest line to the show has ever. That's the smartest line in Mike's opinion, and he didn't write it. Chris Pratt came up with it on the spot. So sometimes it made it in. So people think because improv was my world that you know how much improv yeah. did we do on the show on Middleman? We did none, none for many reasons. Mostly the script was tight, but even more mostly we had no fucking money. You don't get to do you know yeah. once a scene is done, move on yeah. because we are. 
we're roughhousing this. You gotta make hay. We're pulling this shit together. We're in the desert. It's a hundred and something fucking degrees. We're miserable. So no, there was none. It was this script is Ned's. Ned gets all the credit for that. Nice. He really does, and he deserves it. He took a six month sabbatical. He's a big ad guy with McGarry Bowen. Took six months off work to make this film happen. He put his heart and soul into it. Wow. Uh, and money and everything. But we also kick-started. I saw that. And yeah. you met your goal, which is always good. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I, that Talk about a process. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, but, we, yeah, we raised a, our goal is 150. We raised 153, which I still I can't get over strangers giving us money. Think about that. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable. Strangers gave us $150,000 because they were parks of Jerry or fans of Jerry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's humbling. That's incredibly humbling. Well, yeah, it's it's I like you enough to to want yes. to see you make more art. And all you're going to get out of it is maybe a poster or depending on the level of yeah, exactly. Money you gave some you could get. I had to do a bunch of phone calls. If you gave a certain amount, I, I called you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that had its own interesting things. So, but I mean, you're not. You'll never see that money again. No. There's no return on investment. So, no, it's a gift. It's a gift. Strangers handing you money. I, I still, yeah. I get I that whenever I meet them because they come to the screen. You know, we've had different screenings for them i i can't be more gracious or more grateful they're, they're just the sweetest damn people absolutely god 100 percent. yeah and you know i hear that from how uh, much did you give i meant to ask <laughs> um i uh we're out of time oh so really no well tell me off camera then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no that'll be good yeah but um you mentioned distribution and yeah. and that people are uh that, that you're looking to have so what what's the story with that apparently i'm not supposed to reveal a whole lot but eh. we have one more festival after this this year it's in at whistler in canada so we'll do that are uh, you hitting all the weed festivals on purpose that's none of your business <laughs> oh you are quick to judge aren't you i uh, well it's my job i gotta ask you the tough you're questions. that guy you fuck one goat oh he's a goat fucker <laughs> You are unbelievable, John. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, no, I don't pick where we go. Yeah, I'm just told not. where to go, and if I can be there, I, I try to be there. But I can tell you, it, no deal has been made, but the offers have come from Showtime, from a place called Orchard. We have – it will get released because yeah. we have people wanting to do that. Well, God damn it, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, there's a bigger one even that's, that's hovering. Um, that's hopeful. Uh, I was shocked when Showtime wanted it. We were like, that's really cool. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be out there soon. I would guess it, but I really don't know how all this works in the new year, beginning of the new year, because I want it out there. Oh, sure, I mean, yeah. The fests are fun, and they really are fun to go to, but I want it out there now. Let's get it out there. Let's let America see it. Or, yeah. Or Guam. Yeah, and, you know, <clears> maybe <throat> you guys can win America, you know, the way you've won I think we will we'll win America's hearts like Donald Trump won the uh, election. <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just my little input on the election. That's. Uh, I think that's about all of the election we're going to cover here. Yeah, good. But uh, I'll tell you what. We do need to wrap up. So um, we... How long has this been? I feel like it's been six hours, seven hours? Uh, approximately, yeah. Wow. And thank yeah. you for sitting next to me on the plane and enduring this level yeah, of question. This, yeah, yeah. They never even offered us peanuts. No. But, uh, you know, that's what you get when you fly uh, Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what did you pay for these tickets? Eighty bucks. Uh, seventy nine. Yeah. 
And we had to load people's luggage. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it, a lot of stops. We picked up people at the end of the runway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Well, you're class act, John. Class where, act. where can people find you? Where can people find more about Middleman? This is the time where, uh, where we do plugs. So. I plug. Uh, Middleman, you can get, uh, you can't see it yet, but soon, uh, maybe by the time you hear this, you'll be able to see it. So it will be on all platforms, uh, but you can go to middlemanmovie.com and it'll definitely be, <clears throat> that will definitely tell you what's going on. Um, I just wrapped a film with Steven Soderbergh called Logan Lucky. Nice. How's Soderbergh's retirement going? Exactly. <laughs> uh, he came back, and he. My, my amazing takeaways are, number one, he's just a sweet, awesome guy. He never yelled at me, so that made me happy. That's nice. Uh, he shoots, at least in this film, all natural lighting. So it changes the whole scope of filming. Because your long days, your 14-hour days, are because of turnarounds and flips yeah. and everything. It doesn't matter. As long as your view of where the camera's going to see is clean, you can shoot. And it's a film with Channing Tatum and Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, um, Catherine Heigl. So with you, that's like four alpha males then. And it's with me. (laughs) And here's the thing. I'm just a damn humble. I said, listen, put Daniel Craig ahead of me. Put put Adam Driver's name ahead of me. Put Channing, uh, Chan to me. Put Chan's name in front of mine. Do that. Put me down at like number fifteen. Uh, yeah, no, it it's was very gracious of you. Very gracious, uh, but it was awesome. A couple of weeks in Atlanta, and um, so that I, I think twenty seventeen it comes out. So nice. it's a heist movie in the in the vein of an Ocean's uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. What else? Uh, I just finished shooting an episode of Speechless. I love uh, that show. Yeah, I just did it. Uh, Mini Driver's awesome. I'm shooting Angie Tribeca in a couple of weeks. Nice. I just oh back with Rashida back with my Rashida Jones, yeah. Uh, and then um, I did the first of the first three episodes of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine this year. Nice. So yeah, keeping busy. That's the usual great, stuff. The well, usual stuff. I'm so happy to hear that because I think you're wonderful. Oh, how I, dare you! I think you're. I, yeah, we're. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to drop this oh, adversarial. He's going to wrap it up and be nice to me after. <laughs> Ten hours after 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 grilling the shit out of you. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I I think you're delightful. I think you oh, do you. Uh, you do wonderful work. Uh, Middleman is outstanding. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Oh, good. Thank you for Parks and Recreation. Thank you for your part in it. I just like to say that uh, as as a huge fan, and I know the folks who listen to this will will feel the same way. So. Awesome, thank you. Uh, and and I, I gave you shit for no reason because you are quite enjoyable. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and uh, I have a date with your wife tonight. Anyway, uh, we'll go on. We'll talk about. that. Oh, later. she'll enjoy that. I can't wait to hear. Oh, that. I know she will. All right, thanks, Jim. Continued success. Thanks, John. And that'll do it for episode 116 of the John of All Trades podcast with Jim O'Hare. I don't know how that date with my wife went. You'll have to ask her. She has kept her lips shut all about it. Thank you, Jim, for busting my balls this entire hour. I enjoyed hanging out with you. And uh, Middleman is hilarious. Thank you for Parks and Rec. Thank you for all you do. Best of luck to you. Check out Middleman at middlemanmovie.com. Check out the companion blog piece for all the links associated with Jim O'Hare and Middleman. That's johnofalltrades.us. Check us out on the social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, all at J-O-A-T pod. And while you're at it, pay some love to our sponsor, 4 Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Campaign season is over. That doesn't mean your campaigns need to stop. Whatever audiences need to see your product, your candidate, or whatever service you're providing, 4 Degrees can get that in front of the people who need to see it most at a cost that is incredibly attractive. So, check them out on the web. 4 Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E 
www.defcommunications.es. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. I'm back here next week. No time off, no rest for the weary. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I will see you as we begin to close out the year. A couple more episodes left. And until then, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.